People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm, inviting you to join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear our take as three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can follow us on Facebook. You can reach us with your comments, questions, suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and you can email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. And stay tuned for our long-awaited YouTube channel. And now on with this week's episode. Hello, Brothers Talk family around the world and wherever you're listening in and holding your critical thinking conversations to promote activism and uplift our people, we appreciate you. All first-time listeners, we're glad you tuned in, and we hope you're here to help with the work of encouraging and educating as we endorse and inspire new and existing Black businesses and individuals to empower and enrich the Black community. Coronavirus is here to stay with the latest subvariant still very much infectious and deadly. We'll keep reminding you that the government and the medical experts are forecasting another new surge again this fall and winter, so we still consider it our job to keep mentioning it because it's still a matter of life and death. So be careful when you're out and about. The health professionals are still advising that you get your vaccinations or the newest boosters. And remember that masks in crowded situations help prevent the spread of all respiratory infections, including the flu and RSV2. Finally, don't forget to use plenty of disinfectants if you're traveling this summer to weddings, graduations, reunions, and vacations so that your trip doesn't end up with you or any of your medically fragile family and friends in the hospital or worse because you definitely don't want to bring anything deadly back with you when you return home. Come on, we can and we must do better. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Noah. Thanks, Rod. And thank you, family, for your continued support. And as usual, we're going to keep uh, hammering home this whole situation with with the uh, coronavirus, because there is a new vi- variant out there now and cdc is recommending that all of the vaccines could be formulated for for the new variant and that should tell you that if they're doing that that the virus isn't going in place and 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 hopefully it's not going to be on steroids this this fall after the summer vacations and that whole thing that's what i'm hoping uh i got my fingers crossed but i don't know whether that's going to that's going to happen or not because people are still out here not wearing them. I'm, I'm even feeling self-conscious a little bit now because yesterday, every place I went, I was the only person with a mask on. I mean, I I, I get some stares, but I didn't care. I, you know, I'm protecting myself and my loved ones, and you should do the same. Uh, Norm? Thanks, God. Cornell West is running for president and it's thrown his hat in the ring. And I just wanted to remind everyone that we do have an alternative. You know, we have an opportunity to send a message to the Democratic Party and let them know that we are not going to sit idly by election after election and give them our support and receive nothing in return. At least during the primary, we have an opportunity to send Biden and company a little message to let them know that this time it'll be a different tune they'll be dancing to. So this week, we're back with part two of our conversation around the evils of American capitalism. See, white supremacy is a real part of the problem because it was at the root of the invention of American capitalism. 
Not only did the founding fathers create a system that was based on racism and how it took advantage of Native Americans and of Africans, but then they used the system to give themselves millions of dollars of free land that's resulted in literally billions of dollars in wealth for them today and is directly responsible for the wealth gap between whites and every other ethnic group, but especially blacks, because they didn't give us our 40 acres and a mule and any land that we managed to get, they either schemed to take it away using the laws that they made up. If it was valuable, like Hilton Head, or they destroyed it, like how they bombed Black Wall Street in Tulsa or built highways through it. This is a system that is continuing to be unconscionable because the Constitution and the laws that are still being enacted today in so many states and municipalities are geared to take advantage of the underrepresented communities. And that's across the board. Even when they try to point to Asians and Indians, when all things are considered equal, meaning that if you look at Asians and Indians with the same educational background as whites, then whites still have a huge advantage over them in earning power. And it's all because white capitalism is designed to provide an advantage for those who are white. You know, uh, this whole capitalism, and, and you could just see it playing out that what's going on in, in with the government and what's going on with um, with Trump and, and all of these lawsuits that he have, all these criminal lawsuits that he has right now uh, in this country. And, and to me, uh, when you look at other countries, and I saw a program today where they list all of the other countries, and it was a, a, a long list of them, where high-ranking government officials and even presidents, leaders of the countries, have been locked up for doing less than what Trump did. But because of the way capitalism works in this country, if you got enough money, you can probably stay out of jail almost forever. I saw something today where they said he the, the verdict on his case is probably won't come down until 2027. That's four years from now. 2027, all the evidence that we have, and it's because of the way the capitalistic society works. You know, I, I can pay, you, you can find somebody that pretty much you can almost pay to do anything. And that's what he's done. Uh, people have been paying them off, and I don't understand why the people who are in power are not, they're not being paid off, I, I guess. But uh, the criminal justice system is being influenced by capitalism. Look at all the people in prison, and you can tell right there the people in prison are going to be poor, majority poor, black, uneducated, uh, underserved. Those communities are the people who are locked up in prison, but the folks who are committing serious white-collar crimes that Im impact, like, the entire country, they're not getting any time. Uh, when you think about it, you know, look look at Donald Trump. It's not just Trump. All the people who allowed him to do that, who supported him, and who continue to support him, it's because of capitalism, that these people are not right in front of your eyes, the stuff that he's done. He get on TV and he lies, and they 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 sit there and they support those lies because of capitalism. They're making money. 
they got a, a, a captured audience that are paying them to, you know, continuously, they're fundraising off of this nonsense that they know a lot. And, uh, you know, it, that's what capitalism is doing. It's basically ripping apart the fabric of this country. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because they've created a system for profit based on the school-to-prison pipeline, which is a total slave system built to destroy Black people and at the same time make money for the incarceration of our people. And basically, schools today are just as racially segregated as they were 60 years ago during the period of Brown versus the Board of Education, and still just as unequal. Literally, they measure the prison population for the future based on our third grade reading scores. So literally, if they can keep us tracked in schools that are failing, they will always have an unlimited supply of Black people to incarcerate and to make profits from, which is why the private prison complex is such a boom in this country, because they've ensured themselves to always have capital to work with. And when you have all the laws and a constitution that was designed to give whites every advantage, and then you refuse to acknowledge that it's continued to provide that unfair advantage, that's evil. No one can possibly deny that when you've given one group every incentive over 400 years, including government subsidies and other programs like the FHA and the GI Bill and other financial social nets while systematically denying access to African-Americans, then you're looking at an evil process that looks to demonize and stereotype us as lazy, ignorant, over-sexualized criminals who are unmotivated when it comes to looking out for our best interests. And when you can control the access to the media so that you can keep that story in front of the masses, then they become effectively oriented to believe it even when they don't have any experience with it, that we have allowed this system of media and entertainment to basically determine how people from underrepresented communities like Blacks and Indians and, and, and Native Americans and even the Asians are presented for the truth of the matter is the vast majority of whites have never actually had any interaction with people from the underrepresented communities because if they have, they know better. But even some of those who do, they fall victim to the stereotyping. And so that's just one more aspect that when you talk about American capitalism, media and entertainment are very real tools that are used to keep their finger and to keep on the scales to keep it weighed down in their favor and make sure that people aren't looking too carefully at who's really stealing from most of the country. And that includes white people. You know, uh, I, I just want to make it clear that we're not saying that capitalism is bad and doesn't work. I think what we're saying is in the current form, the way that this is implemented, the way that it run, ran in this country is not working. It's working for for rich people and people in power. Uh, and they have all of the levers to that the pool, they have all the resources, they have people in place 
to make sure that they maintain the positions that they're in, the authority, the power, to maintain their status in this country and, and, and in the world. And that's what's happening to me uh, with, with capitalism. It's just not, is it, it's not working the way I think it was intended to work for the vast majority of people in this country. You have a few people. That's why you got, I'm looking at something where Jeff Bezos and his fiance are, are cruising somewhere over there in France or somewhere on the $500 million yacht, $500 million. Okay. When you got people can't even buy a house, can't people live at homeless. Uh, so you got one extreme to the next. You got people with $500 million hot yachts. You got, you know, people with $100 million homes, multiple people with, with uh, seven-figure homes. But yet there are people who are homeless. And some of these people got multiple seven-figure homes. And um, something is just wrong with the system. It appears to be rigged. And right now, that's what capitalism looked like to me, a rigged system that only worked for a handful of certain number of people. Well, Scott, I definitely agree with you. And that's how it was designed, because remember, when this country was founded, only white male landowners really could vote or have any real say in the entire society. That's what it was based on. And that's pretty much where we are today. Who controls the wealth of the country? The same white men. Literally. And Rod, you, you were so right. You mentioned several times that there's a limited amount of money in this country, dollars. And those dollars are really controlled by a, a few people. And everyone else is basically scrambling simply for survival. This is really not capitalism at all. This is a system set up by the wealthy to appease the working class just enough that they won't rise up and even challenge or think about what's happening to them. Literally, most people in this country are struggling to survive day to day. So this is in no way close to being capitalist, especially when you consider that the government is sponsoring all of these companies with some kind of sub subsidies. And if you try to, to, to help poor people or, or any people in this country with a subsidy, you hear the ruling class just go berserk and lose their minds. You know, the system's rigged and the people really are just asleep at the wheel. And the other really sad fact is that part of the evil way American capitalism is practiced is by buying off people like City Barry Obama and most of the leadership of the Congressional Black Caucus to sell the lie that the playing field is now equal and that we should ignore the impact of racism and that we have to take on more of our own responsibility. And it's such an evil lie because, in essence, it seeks to just totally mitigate some of what we talked about earlier, that you cannot act like the playing field is equal when somebody has had an a, a almost 400-year head start. And I say almost because the civil rights laws basically went into effect around 70 years ago. But 70 years means that there was still 330 years where racism was basically unchecked and we could still say that based on where we are now, it's still there. It's just not allowed to be as blatant. But when it's not blatant, it just means that it's done more undercover. And so when you have these folks who are willing to try to sell that narrative to the black community, that somehow we should bear more of the responsibility, whether it's the Brothers Keeper Initiative or 
whether it's not wanting to go after these banks with the predatory lending practices or not going after these voting districts that are basically putting the people in power who can continue to keep up the charade of what American capitalism is at its core. And I'm glad you said it again, Scott, because we've been pointing out, we're not saying that a system that says that, well, it should be survival of the fittest, which is what capitalism is really supposed to be about, is wrong. But when it is capitalism in name only, because when you got so many people with their 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 hand on the scale, so many people tilting the board, then that's not what it's about. And you have to go no further with that than seeing how they bailed out the banks who basically took advantage of the entire country. And if there was truly American, if truly it was capitalism as it is classically defined, then those banks would have gone under. But instead of letting them go under, they basically came up with some notion that, well, they were too big to fail, which was another lie, because there were more than enough smaller banks who could have ticked up the slack and treated people more fairly than the banks that took over and brought the country to the brink of bankruptcy. So, But that's just one more example of why we have an evil form of American capitalism. Brian, I'm glad you brought that up with the banks, Bella, not the banks, because uh that whole situation with the banks doing when Obama was coming into office in 08, when that happened, nobody, people don't seem to remember or don't seem to mind that they bailed out those banks and the bank, the, 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 the managers or the presidents, the, all of the officials got record bonuses. They got record bonuses and nobody jumped up and down about it. But because now they are talking about student loans, forgiveness, debt forgiveness, and uh, I saw where uh, some Republican senators, uh, they came up with some fire-prone plan. They got these five bills, and they're all just smoke and mirrors. Uh, nothing addresses the real problem here is that, you know, people are being overcharged at these colleges for liberal arts degrees or all degrees mainly, really. You're not, you're not getting the bang for your buck. They're not talking about that. They're not addressing that pro- that issue and that issue is capitalism. You got these prestigious colleges where you got some university uh, professors making four or five hundred thousand dollars teaching some of the liberal arts stuff, and then people get out of get out of college and they, they're in debt hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they they can't find a job that's paying no more than fifty six thousand dollars. So, uh, in addition to that, how are you going to? I I, I responded to an article I saw, and I said something about. Uh, what's wrong with dropping the interest rate? The interest rates are like eight point some percent, which is like, why are you charging college students who had to borrow money to go to college eight point six percent when you can get a car for zero percent down in, in some places? You know, so you you got this capitalism look like on every front is only benefiting a certain segment of the population. And like you said, Rod, these people got this their hand on the scale, their thumb on the scale. They got something on the scale. In some cases, maybe their entire bodies to make sure that them and their family continue to benefit from this rig system. And let's not forget the automotive industry bailout. They were about to tank. We were about to have a country to lose a major manufacturing source and a ton of labor jobs were just going to be literally eliminated. So the federal government decides to bail out several automakers. And how were we rewarded? Once they got on their feet and returned to profitability and were having record 
years of sales and revenue, they decided to move production out of the country and eliminate those jobs anyway. Again, subsidizing private business is not capitalism. That's closer to socialism. So once again, we're continuing to point out what we hope will be some critical thinking points for you to look at and consider, whether it's how you use that information to determine who you're going to vote for, whether you decide to get involved and potentially run for office yourself. But at the very least, make sure that you are talking to other people and letting them know that this is not capitalism. And we are by no means supporting socialism, or even though, as we said, a lot of our government is already based on socialism in the first place. But we just recognize when it looks like a duck, acts like a duck, and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. We have an oligarchical, elitist, aristocratical system here, and it's not capitalism. So that's a wrap for this show. In our Black Business Spotlight, meet Kiko Davis, the majority owner and stockholder of Detroit-based First Independence Bank, one of the top 10 largest Black-owned banks in the United States. This makes her the only woman in the country who owns a bank. Kudos to you, Sister Davis. That's a wrap for this show. And remember, you can share your thoughts with us and follow and communicate with us by sending your comments as well as your questions and show ideas to The Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. And as always, God willing, we'll continue to keep our focus on the issues that impact our community on the path to a better future. Until our next episode, know that we sincerely appreciate your time and interest and rest assured that we'll never take it or you for granted. And finally, let's do better today because that's all we really have.